Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level learners of English. On the one side, there is a liberal politician with a history of defending working people, but also of using insults and showing anger. On the other side is a conservative former prosecutor who has been successfully anti-corruption throughout his whole career, but has also been accused of being a misogynist. Who will become the next president of South Korea? Let's find out in today's episode of Thinking in English. Check out the Thinking in English blog for the full transcript of today's episode. Head over to my Instagram page for more English content, Thinking in English podcast. And here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To transition. To transition. To change from one form or situation to another. For example, schools have begun to transition towards a new style of teaching. Discontent. Discontent. A feeling of wanting better treatment or an improved situation. For instance, there was widespread discontent on the plan. Misogyny. Misogyny. The feeling of hating women or the belief that men are much better than women. For example, that politician has been accused of being a misogynist. Consolidated. Consolidated. Made stronger and more certain. For example, he was re-elected and his power was consolidated. Traitorous. Traitorous. Not loyal to your own country, social group, beliefs, etc. For example, he was accused of traitorous actions against his country. To abolish. To abolish. To end an activity officially. Such as, I think bullfighting should be abolished. To stagnate. To stagnate. To stay the same and not grow or develop. For example, I hope this podcast will never stagnate. Misconduct. Misconduct. Unacceptable or bad behaviour by someone in a position of responsibility or authority. For example... The CEO was accused of professional misconduct. On Wednesday, the 9th of March, or today, if you're listening to this the day I released the episode, South Korea will elect their next president. After years of authoritarian governments, 
South Korea finally transitioned into a democracy in the 1980s. And the 2022 election will choose the country's 20th ever president. This year, the race for the presidency is particularly close. The two leading candidates, Lee Jae-myung and Yoon Suk-yeol, are very different politically, and it is unlikely we will see a clear winner until the early hours of tomorrow morning. Moreover, South Korea is experiencing widespread discontent. Discontent about job opportunities, the growing age divide, misogyny, housing crises, North Korea and COVID-19. As one of the most influential countries in East Asia, with a massive role in global economics, culture and politics, this election could be highly significant. On today's episode of Thinking in English, let's look at who is running to be the next president. What are the major issues at stake in the election? And why the 2022 election could be important. Although South Korea became democratic in the 1980s, the country has struggled with the legacy of the post-war authoritarian government. Actually, it was probably not until 2002 at the latest that South Korea could be considered a consolidated democracy. In particular, the country has a reputation for political corruption and imprisoned former presidents. For example, and I'm going to apologize for my pronunciation of these Korean names. I don't speak Korean. Um, in the future, I'd like to. But yeah, I'm sorry if, you're, if I say all these words wrong. For example, Chen Du Huan was sentenced to life in prison for his role in a massacre. Ro Tai Wu was also jailed for the same crimes. And Ro Mu Hyun was impeached, although not removed from office. And more recent presidents have also faced similar fates. Lee Myung-bak was sentenced to 15 years in prison in 2018 for embezzling millions of dollars of money. His successor, Park Geun-hye, was already serving a 25-year sentence in prison for corruption. Considering South Korea is supposed to be a democracy, this is quite concerning. Corruption and public anger are common in all countries. You can check out my episode on Boris Johnson a few months ago to see my anger at I guess, kind of corruption in the UK. But South Korea is also struggling with widespread, undemocratic attitudes. Since the late 1980s, South Korean political power has regularly shifted between the two main political groups. I say groups because South Korean political parties change their names all the time. But the policies and the ideologies have largely stayed consistent and the same. South Korea is divided between the progressives 
and the Conservatives. The current president, Moon Jae-in, is from the Progressive group, but he is not allowed to run for presidency again. South Korean presidents are only allowed to serve a single, so one, five-year term. The result of this election could depend on how people view Moon's successes and failures. His big ambition was more peace with North Korea. And along with Donald Trump, he actually organised historic meetings between the two Koreas for the first time in years. However, these meetings did not lead to any real success. Although there are 14 candidates running for election in South Korea now, the two main candidates are Lee Jae-myun from the Progressive Democratic Party and Yoon Suk-yeol for the Conservative People Power Party. Unusually, neither of these candidates have experience in the country's National Assembly, so South Korea's Parliament or Congress. And both have struggled to attract any female support at all. So who are these two men? Lee Jae-myung is a 57-year-old former human rights lawyer. He started as a lawyer working to defend working-class Koreans and then later became the mayor and governor of the province of Gyeonggi-do, close to Seoul. He has a reputation for standing up for the country's poor population and for expanding social benefits as a governor. However, he is controversial for the way he speaks. He is not afraid of insulting and criticising people who disagree with him. Lee once described the opposition Conservative Party as pro-Japanese, dictatorial, traitorous, people-massacring forces. And Lee's Democratic Party has also seen a lot of sexual harassment scandals recently. Yoon Suk-yeol from the Opposition People Power Party is also a lawyer. He has a reputation as being firmly anti-corruption and he did not stop under any heavy political pressure. As a prosecutor, Mr. Yoon helped to send two former presidents and the head of Samsung, South Korea's most powerful company, to prison. However, Yoon and his party have become increasingly anti-feminist in recent years. According to the BBC, 90% of men in South Korea are anti-feminist and do not support women's rights. One of Yoon's key policies is to abolish the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family. So I'll touch on these gender issues again in a short while. As the Japan Times simply put it, this election seems to be a choice between an anti-feminist or a foul-mouthed liberal. Elections are always impacted by a wide variety of different issues. So, which issues are the most important in South Korea today? There are a lot, 
obviously, lots of different issues. But I guess broadly, there are three big problems that divide the candidates. The economy, North Korea, and gender. First, South Korea is struggling with some economic issues, like all countries do. But there are increasing concerns that the country could be about to face a similar situation that Japan faced in the 1990s, a period of stagnation. Korea also struggles with inequality and a lack of social mobility. Think about two of the most popular Korean movies or TV shows, Parasite and Squid Games. Both of these are comments on the inequality and social problems facing everyday Koreans. One major issue is the lack of houses, especially affordable houses for young Koreans. Both of the candidates have promised millions of new homes if elected, but they have widely different ways of achieving this. Lee, from the Progressive Party, has suggested a strong government approach. More welfare, universal basic income, government investment, and government regulation. On the other side, Yoon advocates for private industry, private investment, and market-led solutions. Second, North Korea is always an issue in South Korean politics. In the last few weeks, the North has tested missiles and apparently started construction again at nuclear sites. What to do about North Korea also divides the candidates. Lee wants to continue the approach of outgoing President Moon. Diplomacy, meetings, talking, and eventually trying to build peace. Yoon is tougher and more aggressive. He wants sanctions on North Korea and more military collaboration with the United States. And third, as I already briefly mentioned, gender is a major issue in South Korea. South Korea has one of the worst gender equality ratings in the world, especially among rich countries. The average monthly wage of a woman in South Korea is 33% less than that of a man. And women only make up 5% of businesses' boards in the country. However, South Korean men have become increasingly anti-feminist and against any kind of policy or action to address inequality or discrimination. One thing men are angry about is the requirement for all men to serve in the military for 18 months before the age of 30 and then the economic stress on them after they graduate college. Yoon has been accused of trying to appeal to this anti-feminist group in Korea, while Lee has tried to attract more female support, but somewhat unsuccessfully. Finally, although these policies and issues are important, many of the debates and discussions during the election have been more personal and argumentative. Rather than discussing who has the best solution to the housing crisis or North Korea, the two candidates have spent a lot of time accusing each other of moral and legal misconduct. 
So here is today's final thought. Who will win the election? Well, I don't know. <laughs> As I'm writing this, we don't know. Um, and it is far too tight to call. You might know by the time you listen, but most current surveys right now put the two candidates neck and neck. Some Koreans have actually been describing this election as a contest between the unlikable, an ignorant misogynist against the rude loudmouth. Others see this election as a reaction against South Korea's political history. You know, one candidate is promising economic justice, while the other is promising criminal justice. Whoever wins will be in charge of a major economy, a major cultural country, and an East Asian political power. The South Korean election could be one of the most significant events of the year, so it is definitely important to understand their politics. What do you think? Who will win the election? The Progressive Lee or the Conservative Yoon? What about your country? What are the major issues in your country's politics? Let me know in the description of the, well, not in the description of the podcast, sorry, but let me know in the comments on Spotify, the comments on the blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, or send me a message on Instagram. I'm always interested to know your opinions. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate every single person who takes the time to listen to my podcast. Make sure you head over to the blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, so you can read the whole transcript of today's episode um, and look at some of the other content I upload onto the blog. Um, you can also check out my Instagram page. I post very regularly, um, and if you want to message me, I always reply to people on Instagram. Please leave a rating and a, a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a rating on Spotify. You can do that now. And I'm trying to get to 150 ratings by uh, the end of February. Please recommend to all of your friends and maybe share on social media. And why not go back and listen to a few of the old episodes? It's one of the best ways to support the podcast. You can also donate on uh, the Thinking in English blog um, by going to the support page. Um, and yeah, have a great day. And I'll see you next time.